On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're dishing out midseason grades to our forwards, all the way from Steven Stamkos to Pat Maroon. We break it all down, but first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tank. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we are discussing midseason grades. How has our some of our favorite players, and all our favorite players really, are every player that suits up in a Lightning jersey. We talk about all our favorite players. How have they done thus far? Uh, midway through the season, the Lightning are 44 games down in this season. So very excited to see how the rest of the season starts. And and we are helped with some, once again, some fun graphics that were dropped uh, the other day from The Athletic. So we'll be looking at those as well as making our own uh, observations. So we go through all. Every forward on this team from Steven Stamkos to Braden Point to Alex Kalorin to Nikita Kucherov and so on and so forth. So why don't we start with Braden Point? Because if you follow us on our social media accounts, LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram, we posted a graphic basically shouting uh, and, and announcing that today would be Feelings Friday as we kind of stew over the fact that Braden Point has not been selected to the All-Star game. 21 points in his last 25 games. Let us know what you think down below because I am at a loss for words almost from this. I, I feel like a player that is as great as he is who has had his as great of a season thus far, as well as if you look at the month of December alone, the guy was by far one of the best players in the league, uh, still failing to get the recognition that he so deserves by getting his ticket punched to sunrise. So we start off with Braden Point. Like I said, these graphics, if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and follow along on you're following us through on an audio platform i will do my best to subscribe uh to describe what's going on in these pictures so we start off with Braden point this is a complete breakdown of his season thus far now the reason why i love these is because it shows you dating back to all the seasons thus far and and the projections as well uh so Right now on the season, he has 25 games played through 41. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, 40, 41 games played and 25 goals projected to have 43 goals, uh, which is five more than what he had last year. And he's on pace for 82 points, uh, which is three more uh, than what he had, which which is 10 more than what he had last year. And, and really, I, I, I think that we cannot look at that and, and really take a minute to 
really discuss how well this guy has played. I mean, if you look at his stats just from 19, 20, 20, 21, 21, 22, uh, goals go as follow 31, 34, and 35. Uh, his ice time has fluctuated. So really, that means that uh, he it doesn't matter how long this guy is on the ice. He's still going to be uh, effective. He's still going to make an impact. Uh, on his on his team and that's really something that you look at some of these other superstars around the league and and and, and we, this kind of this argument for Braden Point being on the all-star team uh dealing with injuries over the last couple of years as well um not only this this argument about him being on the all-star team not only is an argument about that but also an argument over the fact that I feel like this guy still hasn't gotten the recognition that he has deserved. Maybe one of the more underrated players in the league. The same conversation can, and same thing can be said for Steven Stamkos, um, another player who we made the argument on the last episode when we were talking about 500 career goals for him. Um uh, I think Braden Point is somewhat oftentimes overlooked over the fact that uh, he plays around such an immense amount of talent. Uh, the list goes on, as we always say on this ep- on this show, from Steven Stamkos to Nikita Kucherov to Alex Kalorn, who was having a phenomenal year. Uh, and the list goes on of players, Andre Vasilevsky, uh, as well as as Victor Hedman, um, Mikhail Sergachev. So really, you look at the numbers, and and the other thing that really sticks out, sticks out, sticks out to me, excuse me, is his salary versus his market value. Now that's something that's interesting. So basically, what this says is that the Lightning are getting him uh, for somewhat of a steal, I guess, one point four million dollars less than what his actual market value, which. I would say, yeah, I, I guess if, if the, the salary cap did go up the way it did or or at least was supposed to, I think we would be having the conversation about Braden Point being in the $10.9 million range AAV. Uh, so, what you know, we're going to continue to shout from the rooftops on this show about Braden Point, uh, we're st- about not only him being underrated, but also not getting selected to the All-Star game as of yet. Maybe a player will get hurt or maybe uh, a player will drop out, whatever the case may be. You know, you don't want to root for other guys to get hurt. But at the same time, I mean, do we want him in the All-Star game because of a player got hurt? Uh, I think he should be a first choice um, nonetheless. So we'll have to stay sit and wait. Moving on to Steven Stamkos, the man who just recently reached 500 career goals on his career. Now, looking at him, I mean, are any of these numbers, especially the market value where his salary is at 8.5, market value puts him at 11.7. The guy continues to uh, impress. Uh, 1920 in goals, he had 42. 2021, 37, a little bit of a dip. Then again, I think anyone in this league would love uh, to hover around the 35 goal mark or, or have somewhat of a of a setback season, if you want to call it that, uh, with 37 goals. And then you have 43 um, uh, this year. I mean, excuse me, last year. He has 18 thus far. 
this season 36 to uh are projected to be to, for him to be finished with that on the season so uh like i said i think anyone who has a little bit of a setback or at least in terms of the numbers or from what they previously had the previous year i think the 35 goal mark would be a uh a good number that anybody would be thankful to have so looking at the other superstar on this team, the other big name guy on that forward uh, line, and that's Nikita Kucherov. Now looking at his market value, because that's what really, this is basically what the rest of the league, what all the other 31 teams value these players at $14.1 million is the market value, $9.5 million. Uh, is the actual AAV and no surprise here. I think that if he gets those goal numbers up, I mean, we might be sitting here talking about that market market value, even being in the $15 million range. Now, if he's 14, imagine what some of these other superstars around the league might be valued at uh, 40 goals in 1920. No, nothing for the 2021 season. He was out that entire career, as we all know. I excuse me, that entire season, as we all know. 17 on the season, projected to finish with 33 goals. Now, the points we all know about that 103 in 1920, nothing in 2021, 21, 22, 120, and we have him projected to finish this season uh with 113 61 on the season i've spoken about this before with him i think that really if you break it down if you really if he gets on a hot streak here where he continues to score goals he continues to tally points where he gets on a hot streak especially with the goal scoring while continuing to dish out points and i'm talking about maybe a handful of four four point nights here or there uh two and two i think he sets himself up to at least finish in the heart trophy conversation um i still firmly believe that him and point uh should fully well be in the conversation for heart trophy i don't think that they really have any chance like i said um on the last episode we were talking about just steven stamkos deserve to be anywhere near the MVP trophy conversation. So that's something else to think about. But uh, as my grades for those three guys, Kucherov, Point, and Stamkos, Point gets an A+. I mean, he has been, you know, whether you're a Stamkos fan, a Kucherov fan, uh, you cannot sit there and and deny the effect that Braden Point has had on this team. The effect that he had on the team, especially during the month of December when this team really started to get things around, really started to play the best hockey that they played all season long. So uh, I think he gets an A+. Uh, Steven Stamkos, I will say a solid A-. minus. I don't think that's bad, anything bad there uh, to say about that. I just don't think that. I think that maybe towards the end of the year, I think once we see – because we do see goal, see strings of, of – of of games where he's really sort of the goal scoring machine we don't see really that other point distributing and that's really what the criteria is this i think an a plus to really get that a plus you would have to do pretty much everything consistently stamkos is more of a scorer that's perfectly fine he also plays physical which is also very fine 
which is perfectly fine. Not everybody could do all that. And then Nikita Kucherov, an A plus, uh, another guy who does a lot of everything. Um, his only, I guess, his only, uh, the only issue I ever have with him is the fact that he does go through moments, has his moments where you really don't know that he's on the ice. Uh, but he is, as of late, done a better job of that, has made more of an impact, uh, has been a lot more aggressive as of late shooting the puck. So, uh, like I said, we all know the the talent there is with Kucherov uh, to score goals. It's only a matter of if he continues to be aggressive, continues to shoot. So going into the second segment, well, actually coming up in the second segment, we'll talk about Kalorn, Paul, and I would say Hagel. Yes, Kalorn, Paul, and Hagel. We'll talk about those three guys uh, as well and then round out the show with the remaining forwards. Uh, but first, before we get into that, I want to talk about today's sponsor, and that is Bet Online. Now, Bet Online is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for everything professional and amateur league out there. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. So once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and follow us on our YouTube page. Hit that comment below. Let me know what your grades are for all the forwards uh, thus far this year. Mid-season awards uh, or mid-season grades, excuse me. And then obviously these are all subject to change uh, from now until the end of the season. So, you know. Guys who maybe are finishing, uh, who are not so much, uh, who maybe get a B or a C, you know, that could, there's still a lot of time. There's still 30 plus games uh, for them to turn it around, 38 to be exact. So um, definitely a lot of of room for improvement for everybody. And guys who maybe are at an A right now might fall to a, to a B minus. So it, it works. It works both ways. So starting off our second segment, like I said, Kalorn, Hagel, and Paul. Now let's start with Alex Kalorn. Uh, so right now, uh, per remember, I said all these graphics are from the athletic. Uh, his market value at, is 5.1 mil. His salary comes in at around 4.5. Uh, his goals have kind of gone up and down, had a career season in 1920 with 31 2021 was 22 21 22 is 25 he has that he's at 14 on the season uh and he's projected to have 35 so interesting i i think that i don't know i i mean with with Kalorn, he's just he he's really an enigma to me because he has these games and as of yet, as of late, he has been in an absolute role. He's been playing some of the best hockey we have seen from him. I was a huge critic, as you all know, if you've been listening to the show all season long, that he has, he really got off to a slow start. It, it, I was not only on his case about it, but I was really on the lightning's case. I really thought they should have tried to figure out a deal for him in the off season. Uh, him now being an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Um, I'm sure that the question might come up here and there, 
even though Alex Kalorn is having a very good year right now that he has turned it around, do the Lightning trade him? Do, do they make the deal and get a couple of pieces back? As we all know, uh, Vlad Nemestikov has not worked out, and I know you're, you can't trade him. You just signed him, so that's something that's pretty much off the table. Uh, and, and with Ross Colton really not doing well this season, um, you got to bring in another body, another depth offensive player. You're not going to get the same quality as Coleman or Goodrow or even what you got from Nick Paul last year. So that's definitely off the table. But the Lightning with with and, and there was I think it was in ESPN on ESPN today. I don't remember who wrote the article, but they made a good point. Um, the Lightning, no matter what the deal is, they do need to do something because Syracuse, you know, you have some quality players, but this isn't exactly you don't actually have any players waiting in the wings. They're going to be suitable replacements for Braden Point for most likely for more likely for a Steven Stamkos, that high quality of player or, or Nikita Kucherov. Uh, that's where you got to look towards. You got to look towards the future. And, and at the same time, you know, it's difficult because the lightning are trying to win another championship, another two, which I still firmly believe they could do. Um, so, you know, really the name that has come up over the last couple of seasons with the lightning, really um, getting older, and getting, you know, still playing well and, and being up against the cap wall. Uh, Alex Klorn's name keeps going up. So I'll leave this on the, the screen. Uh, the thing that's interesting with this as well, he, uh, once again, I mean, if you look at his stats up and down, has really been the name of the game. Uh, projected to have 54 points at the end of the season. Uh, 29 um, points currently. Quite honestly, the the twenty five goals and fifty four points, I think he'll he'll get at thirty. I really think he will if he stays with the Lightning. Yeah, that's that's all. That, this is all a big if because you know there there's a lot of. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lightning go to him and say, "Listen, we gotta we gotta make a deal and and we gotta add more depth." And you know, unfortunately, you're the odd man out here. So, uh, who knows if that will come up if that or if that conversation has already come up at some point. Uh, all right, moving on to a player that, if you remember, if you were listening or watching the show back in November, I was really on his case to start the season. There was a lot of question marks for me, at least, around Brandon Hagel uh, coming into this year. He was a little bit of an enigma for me as well, just because he scores 20-plus goals in Chicago, comes here. And his goal, his offensive production as a whole, just really dropped off the table. Turns into more of an of a physical player, which I don't have a problem with. Uh, I was speaking with someone earlier today, and I made the comparison. You know what Hagel has done this year; uh, he's really turned it around. And really, what he's reminded me of, you know, his ability to to succeed in almost all facets of the game, and 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 doing it without being remarkably flashy. He reminds me of Yanni Gord. Let me know below what you think about this because I, I feel like there's a lot of comparisons between him and Gord now. Obviously, size is a little bit of a difference here. But I, I, I think that, and this goes back to my point just now, that I think that the Lightning should trade Kalorn, or at least they could afford to. They're not going to get any worse because I feel like Brandon Hagel has really, really picked it up this year. Um, 
finished with 28 goals last year. I believe only, I believe only maybe uh, six of those were with the Lightning, uh, maybe less. Uh, but he has 16 this year, so that already beats his 2021 total. Uh, on pace to, to hit the 32 goal mark, 68 points uh, are projected for Brandon Hagel as well. His market value has absolutely skyrocketed, one and a half million dollars uh, currently being made by Mr. Hagel, and and his market value is at 7.8 now. Whether or not I think the Lightning would potentially give him a deal that is worth 7.8 AAV is a whole nother question within itself. Um, but I think that really, um, if this is any any indication of what we might see from Brandon Hagel, because I, I, I think that he is a very good player uh, and he's still very much in the the development part of his career, only 24 years old, so still very much developing out there still very much evolving as a hockey player out there so this is a this is a situation where we could see Brandon Hagel in a couple of years um possibly getting five and a half maybe six and a half depending and that all depends on what's going to happen with uh the the lightning salary cap situation but definitely a player that made me eat my words uh in the middle of November as well as December and, and scored last night in the game against Edmonton. So uh, my, I, a player that I very much thoroughly enjoy uh, just goes about doing his business. Like I said, you don't really see him or hear about him uh, on the night to night highlight tapes, uh, which is a good thing for the lightning because then that means not a lot of teams are going to catch notice of him uh, as maybe they would some other players on Tampa Bay. So rounding out, our second segment is Nick Paul. Nick P- Paul, I mean, probably one of the more enjoyable players on this team. One of the more uh, likable players on this team. I mean, all these players are likable, but I-, I think that, you know, Nick Paul just brings a certain type of energy to this team that we just, I don't know, just it, there's something about him. There's an aura that that surrounds Nick Paul. Uh, 15 goals on the season thus far, projected for 25 uh, 24 points on the season, projected for 43. Uh, I think we could say that Nick Paul hit, even though he's a middle six, his job is very clearly, and this is what his role is by per the athletic. Like I said, all these graphics are uh, from the athletic. We did not make these. The, we are just having a conversation. I, I, I think that, and his market value is at 4.2, salary 3.2 uh, mil. His role is middle six, but I think he's way more talented than a middle six. He's, I think he's a, a solid second liner. Um, I guess middle, you know, middle six, obviously that means that his bottom is the third line, but I think he has outgrown that role maybe last year, of course. But I think this year he has proven that he is one of the top dogs on this team, a player that as we all know, lit up the lit up the, the lit, lit the world up on fire last season. Uh, as soon as he put on a, a, a lightning jersey, and another player um, that I think is going to be one of the top scorers, or at least the top dogs on this team going forward. Uh, still very much in the young part of his career, twenty seven years old. You know that these are the kind of things that I think Lightning fans should look at. Or should I at least be excited about? Because, yes, Steven Stamkos about to turn 33. 
still has a ton of years left to play. A lot of good hockey left to play, but you're kind of looking at the future, kind of that other overlap. Guys like Brandon Hagel, guys like like Nick Paul. We don't know what the future may hold um, with with maybe a Kucherov when his career when his contract's over. Who knows what what might happen there? Uh, but even if those guys stay, and you 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 don't bring back Alex Kalorn. You have these other guys that I firmly believe that could come in, not only fill the role, and they already have shown that they could fill the role, but can consistently play at a level to where I feel as Lightning fans and 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 John Cooper can feel very comfortable and not have to worry about those guys being shifted around and, and disappearing at certain points uh, during the game. So, you know, I give Alex Kalorn a B minus on the season. Like I said, got a slow start, has been playing very well as of late. Now, if he continues to play at that level, I think he will even out at a B to end the season. Uh, Brandon Hagel, also, I would say a solid B um, for him. And then out, and then uh, Nick Paul, probably a B plus for him. Um, I, I, I think that. Paul and Hagel, uh, especially those two guys. I, I think they have the potential, though, even though I said solid B and, and B plus for those guys. I still think that they have a lot of potential to end up with, with an A minus uh, just because of the impact that those two players make on a nightly basis. So we'll round out the rest of the players on the Lightning. And I'm talking about Nemestikov, Perry, Belmar and Maroon in just a bit uh but first i want to talk about our other sponsor and that is athletic greens now if you're like me who made a new year's resolution to go to the gym to eat healthy to to do all the healthy things to get yourself in better shape and has not succeeded with the gym part and want to continue to eat healthy while well, athletic greens is right up your alley and the best part is whether you're like me and eat everything in sight or if you're more responsible and eat vegan dairy-free or gluten-free it's lifestyle friendly it has uh, no gmos no nasty chemicals no artificial anything and it tastes amazing and the best part in this day and age with everything with prices going through the roof. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, which is one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to, to supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit Athletic Greens slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So wrapping out the packing order, and I am fully aware that we are missing one player, and that is Ross Colton. So I will talk about him real quick. Ross Colton has had a rough go of it. Um, for some reason, when we downloaded the Ross Colton graphic, it just came out all weird. So we're just going to talk about Ross right here. Now, Ross, as we all know real quick, uh, just having a tough go of it. Uh, Ross, and, and as well as Ross is one of those players that I think I had the, one of the highest expectations for 
for a lightning player coming into this season. And he, especially after what he's done over the last couple of years, scoring the game winning goal uh, in the Stanley cup finals in 2021, 20 and 21, excuse me. And then last year scoring 22 goals, uh, 39 points on the season, looking like he was going to be a big time scorer this year, you know, potentially possibly hitting that 30 goal mark this year. And he, like I said, has just had a really tough go through it through 43 games, nine goals, 18 points, a plus minus of minus five. Uh, plain and simple, not trying to, to be too harsh on Mr. Colton, but I think it might be safe to say that we have to give him a C minus. I mean, he does a lot of good things. He, he plays very physical. Uh, he, he's a presence on the ice at certain times. Just, I firmly believe that his role on this team goes far beyond that of just being physical, being a presence. And so, yeah, I got to give Ross, Ross Colton, a, a C minus for uh, his performance thus far this year. But like I said, with all these players, it could change. It could change. We're only 44 games in. So things could change. Things could, he could get better. I mean, at the end of the season, when we do these grades, he, it could very well be a B plus. Uh, we could be talking about the end of the season of him having turned it around, uh, getting to 25 goals. You know, who knows what, what might happen from now until the end of the season. I think more, real, more realistically, his goal count will be around the 15 mark, um, closer maybe to 18 even. So we'll we'll have to wait and see at least for that. So jumping from Ross Colton to right to another player, I'm going to have to talk about Vlad Nemestikov was brought in on free agents during free agency. Uh, and his market value is just in the toilet right now, to, to be frank. Uh, 900K for Mr. Nemestikov. His actual salary is 2.5. And I think all Lightning fans could agree that, you know, we didn't expect Vladislav Nemestikov to come in and, and score a billion goals, tally a bunch of points. No, we expected him to be a solid third-line option. And it just hasn't worked out. Uh, th through 39 games played, he has three goals and nine points projected to finish the season with 19 points. And, yeah, I, I, I mean, my thing is, is that th this goes back to the Alex Corn conversation. Unfortunately, Kalorn will have to pay for the sins or for the non-production non that Nemestikov has not shown this year uh, if a trade is made for depth because I only feel like that's the possible way to trade. I feel like uh, the only possible piece that could potentially be traded away, at least from this forward line, I don't think the Lightning is – as disappointing as Ross Colton has been this season, I think the Lightning like him very much. And, you know, he's still young. He still has time on his side, whereas Alex Korn is starting to get to the uh, top of the hill of his career. So Nemestikov, uh, I would say give him a C minus. Um, you know, I really don't want to give him a D just because I, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I think he has with any player on this team the possibility of getting better. Uh, is not out of the question given the fact 
of the amount of talent that surrounds a lot of these players. Um, so what, you know, you, you could very well see a somewhat of an epiphany for Nemestikov and, and we could maybe see his numbers uh, start to go up. Um, he does play well here and there in terms of playing physical. Uh, just his problem is that he has the opportunities to score and he just isn't able to uh, slam them home. So it's just the, the unfortunate reality that we have with Vlad Nemestikov. So moving on to Corey Perry. Uh, I think one of the most enjoyable players on this team to watch. He's 37 years old. I mean, what what we're, we're expecting the other shoe to fall, other shoe to fall with this guy, right? I mean, he he's been playing well since he's been in a Lightning uniform. 19 goals last season, 40 points. Uh, a little bit of a resurgence for him uh, over the the last three years for him. Uh, 41 games played, six goals on the year, 15 points. Uh, this season projected to finish with 12 projected in the goal department and projected to finish with 30 in the points department. I'm fine with that. If, if we're going to live or if we're going to sit here and, and hang our hat on Corey Perry being on the fourth line, I think that's pretty solid for a fourth line forward, a full fourth line forward, especially one that is 37 and is really more out there to be a, a sandpaper kind of player. Uh, I firmly believe if he was a little bit higher on the lines, I think we might see, and he goes back and forth between the third and the fourth lines. You know, it's not like he's trapped on the fourth line with Belmar and Maroon. So, you know, it's not, it's not that situation, but I firmly believe if he played more consistently, had more time to the fact where he played mainly on the third line, we might see his point numbers, uh, get a little bit of a jump. So I'm going to have to give Corey Perry, uh, a B minus just because he's a leader on this team. Uh, he always is somewhat involved. I mean, a lot of the players on this team respect him uh, and and really has that ability still, I firmly believe, uh, to accumulate points out there and, and really get guys going uh, on the forward lines as well as the defensive side as well. All right, moving on to Pierre-Edouard Belmar. You know, I'm kind of running uh, through the last couple of players pretty quickly just because, you know, we're kind of, uh, running out of time here, so I just want to get. I want to make sure everybody is is really uh, spoken about in a in a the best way possible. I get all my points down for everybody. So Pierre Edouard Belmar, his salary is one million. Uh, market value is the league minimum. Thirty seven years old. He kind of reminds me of a more rugged uh, Alex Kalorn. Uh Four goals on the season. Thirteen points i'm sorry one goal in the season five points uh total uh projected to have four goals 13 points projected for this uh for the 37 year old he's doing his job and, and i've made the case for him and i've and i've said it many times for for pierre he's not here to score points he's here to win face-offs and to go out there and wear down the other team physically and he's done that this year he's one of the best face-off uh guys that the lightning do have currently alongside with with anthony sorelli and i by the way if you're wondering where anthony sorelli's uh his his grade is i'm not going to give him one right now because he got a very much of a very much of a late start thus far this season so i'm not even going to give him one i'll give him one at the end of the season when he has played somewhat of a full uh nhl season i guess so uh pierre i'm going to give him a b 
like I said, he goes out there. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Uh, not a flashy player by any means. Not going to go out there and, and, and light up the score box, especially not the kind of person or, excuse me, player that you're going to hear his name spoken about multiple times throughout the game um, in a way where he's having an effect directly on the team. Like, uh, like I've said before, and I, I'll say it again, he goes out there, he does the little things, and that's what he gets paid to do, and he does it. And that's that's all there is to really say about uh, Pierre-Edouard Belmar. So wrapping things up with everybody's favorite Lightning player, and that is Pat Maroon. Now, Pat, another player has his, his offensive totals have kind of taken a dive. Um, salary, one... 1 million market value is the league minimum two goals on the season, seven points on the season uh, through 41 games played projected to finish with five goals and projected to finish with 17 points. So really, I I mean, the same case for Pat Maroon uh, is what I just said about Pierre Edouard Belmar. I mean, these are really two guys on, this fourth lightning line that are really the anchors of the team uh, of the forward, the forward lineups. I I really think these guys are players that are fourth line grinders. They know their role. They know that they're not really going to see that much ice time above the fourth line. I mean, you might see it here and there. Honestly, I think that if Cooper were to make one adjustment about this fourth line, I think you sw- you put Nemestikov on the fourth line uh, full time. You put you move Perry up. You get him. You get him on the outside with some of the younger players, some of the the the, the guys that are really starting to put up are supposed to be putting up offensive numbers and have a bigger effect uh, on the offensive production for this team. So um, Pat Maroon goes out there, does his job uh, more so of the antagonizer role. And fought last night, uh, really tried to get the team going. Uh, you saw a little bit of a spark from that. Not really a little bit, but they, they scored three goals in the second period. So that that's if you're looking for a spark, there it is. Uh, but, yeah, does what he's supposed to do. Um, the kind of player that if you were to – if you were watching him for the first time, you were going to say – just judging from his style, this guy is like a million years old. He's only 34 years old. I know that's not young, but that's not old. Um, definitely can put the puck in the back of the net. We've seen that with Maroon here and there. He goes through his phases where <laughs> where you'll start to see it. All Lightning fans do this. Uh, they 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 you know the, you start to see Pat Maroon for the Richard Trophy or you know some posts like that or for the Hard Trophy. So you know Maroon, like I said. Um, goes out there, does his job as the sandpaper. And that's what these kind of players are from Belmar and Maroon. Those are the kind of players that you need uh, on a team in order to go out there and win a championship. Uh, so Maroon, I say, will get a solid solid B for what, he, what his job responsibility is. Uh, so that concludes our midseason uh, grades for our forwards. We'll talk about on a later episode, whether it be later today or check our for the weekend as well. We'll be putting out episodes. Uh, we'll be talking about the defensive core alongside with the goaltenders as well. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Landing, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you next week.